Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mother Effing Fat Loss Fundamentals podcast. Coming in live and direct from Newcastle or Newcastle if you're a Geordie upon Tyne in the northeast of England. This week I well last week I moved from Devon, which is the southwest, to the Tyne Weir County, which is the northeast of England. On Monday last week I did a horrific nine hour journey from the little fisherman town Brixham up to Newcastle um, and I did it on the hottest day of the year with a car that doesn't have air conditioning and we were sat in traffic for about an hour so it was pretty horrendous but I got through it but during the journey the car was so jam-packed and I broke my microphone so if the audio quality isn't as great as it normally is please do bear with me Um, I will be getting a new mic this week so next week the audio will be back to normal Um, but I hope it's fine. We do live in the city centre now, so if you hear an ambulance or sirens, it's not me. I'm not being arrested. Um, I just hope it doesn't interfere with quality that much. But we've got three questions to go over today. Um, All of them, actually two of them, came from people that had reached out to me for help, Um, and one of them is just on a great quote that I saw recently. So I really hope this helps you, Um, and if it does, please do like, subscribe, comment and share the podcast. I know I meant to say that, but it just sounds a bit cringe. Um, But please do pass the word around if this episode helps you. Now, question one, Phoebe, I know how beneficial exercise is for weight loss and health, but I work shifts and sometimes I really can't be fucking bothered to go. What do you suggest I do? Now, I did a video on this and essentially... What I suggest is when you have those days where you can't be bothered, there are two things you've got to do. First one you have to think about is, are you actually tired or are you just being lazy? If you're tired, don't go. If you're knackered, you're poorly, you feel a cold coming on, don't make yourself go because you're just going to give yourself another thing to recover from, um, you know, on top of the illness. You're going to slow down, slow down the rate of recovery for that illness. You're going to make yourself worse. If you're just being lazy please commit to stepping foot in the gym or wherever you do your workouts and committing to the warm-up. Just one set. If you're doing leg day, go on the leg press, commit to one set, okay? That's all I want you to do. If you really fucking hate it, please leave. Oftentimes, you do one set, that leads to two. You then think, oh, I actually want to work out my arms today. By the end of it, you've done a full workout. If you do cardio or running, what I would suggest you do is put your headphones in, get dressed, listen to one song when you run. If by the end of the song you don't want to keep running, go back, cut yourself some slack. But as I said, nine times out of ten, you will continue. Starting's the worst part, but continuing is actually pretty easy when you are warm and when you start getting into the swing of things. So that's what I would suggest. The other thing I would remind you of is that a mediocre workout is still better than no workout at all. A mediocre workout still means that you showed up, you've kept the habit intact of working out and being someone who exercises frequently, and this habit is essential if you want to experience a lifetime of being healthy, which I imagine you do. So remember that something is better than nothing, ditch the all or nothing approach, Do your best to keep that habit intact by doing something and also know the difference between you being lazy and you being genuinely tired. Because if you work shifts and you know you do a very sore feet, 
um, you need to know the difference between when you can push through and when you actually need to rest. Question number two, Phoebe, I'm interested in your programs, but I also am interested in working with a local PT. What do you suggest I do? Now, the answer to this question is purely based on what you want out of the coach. So I think I'm pretty qualified to answer this question because I've been a PT for five years and I've also, I'm an online coach now and I have been for a year. Um, so personal training, I think is excellent if you are scared of going into the gym by yourself, if you have no clue what to do on certain machines and if your primary goal is fitness. That's what I think a PT will help you, um, will help you master is what I'm saying um, but the reason why I moved from the gym floor is because a lot of people were coming to me to lose weight and I quickly realized that one hour per week of intense exercise is not going to help people lose weight but if I could help people with their nutrition every day if I could write all of their workouts for them if I can be fucking annoying in their messages and hold them accountable um, if I can jump on a call with them when they're really unmotivated and need to kick up the arse, if I can help them manage their meals out, their sleep, etc., then they will get far better results. So, if you want to increase your fitness and you want to master your form, personal training is better. I do help a lot of my clients with their form, but it's over video and you don't get that instant feedback. Um, so that's a difference. The other thing with online coaching is that if you are someone who you think, if, if you, as, as someone who may be a client, thinks that you might not be honest with your online coach and you don't feel like you've got someone that you can open up to, I probably wouldn't suggest having online coaching because as a PT, I could see Sally come through the door, shoulders rolled forwards, bags under her eyes. I know that making her do 50 burpees today probably isn't a good idea. And I can also see by looking at her whether she's stuck to her nutrition. But online, there is more chances for you to lie to that coach. So I do work close with my clients. I do push them to be honest. I do make them take pictures of the scales, progress pictures, etc. And I do think that I'm a nice enough person that they want to open up to me. But if you choose to do an online group coaching model or through like some influencers app where just following the structure isn't going to help you out and you need that daily accountability... Um, and you think you need someone to pick up on your social cues and you know how you're feeling in person could be better for you but if you're paying in person in the UK you're looking at like 50 pounds an hour so if you wanted to see someone more than once a week that could be costing you like upwards of 400 pounds a month which is ridiculous most online coaching programs the the one-to-one -one for full tri for price transparency that I do is £202 per month. So that's obviously the workouts, the nutrition, the accountability and calls included. And our group model is £180 for the first eight weeks and then it drops down to just £59 per month. So it's a hell of a lot cheaper, in my opinion, for a lot more support because we're not just thinking about exercise. So it's up to you what you, what you think your main goals are, but though that's my two cents on it. Would I say two pence, given that I'm English, or two cents? I don't know, but that's my opinion on it. Um, now, the third thing I wanted to talk about is, as I said, I moved from Devon to Newcastle, and we've been furnishing our house. So as such, we've been in the supermarkets and shopping malls a lot, 
um, big up the Metro Centre, which is, I believe, one of the biggest in Europe. Um, and what I noticed was how, essentially, if I wanted to eat something really, really healthy, um, it would be very hard for me to find a suitable option with the food that was available. The only things that they had, literally, were Greg's, McDonald's, KFC, Taco Bell, Burger King, um, Chopsticks, which is like a fried Asian restaurant. I don't know if we'd call it a restaurant. Um, the only thing remotely healthy that I could get was a salad bowl from Subway or a build-your-own burrito bowl from Tortilla. Both are good options, but I spent £10 on a Subway salad bowl because I wanted it to have enough lean protein in it. I wanted all the vegetables and I didn't want much sauce. £10. I could have got a McDonald's burger meal. I'm pretty sure it's like £4. So like under half price, which is ridiculous. And it really got me thinking that most people are overfed and undernourished. And most people are eating, overeating, high calorie, low nutrition food. And I also was thinking, you can't fucking blame people. That's all that was available. If I wanted to get so really healthy and unprocessed, I would have had to walk to mile to go to the local, local supermarket. Even meal deal quality is going down and also prices are going up. And I think it's such a shame. I think it's the biggest shame for the young generation because it's all that's available. And there's no coincidence that obesity rates are rising among young people when this is what is on offer. And when you're young, what you want to do is go into a supermarket on a Sunday or go to the shopping mall and just sit and like observe people. And if that's the food that's on offer, I think that's such a shame. The other thing I noticed was I was in Tesco doing my weekly food shop and we were in the fruit section and I got strawberries, berries, other berries, uh, apples, oranges, banana, some mango. And literally the fruit portion cost me about 20 quid for the week, which is absolutely mental how expensive that is. Uh, in particular, strawberries were £3 for a punnet, right? I then went to the snack aisle and they had 12 mini donuts for 80 pence. If I'm a struggling parent and I'm making a packed lunch for my child and they just need something sweet to give them a kick at school, what am I going to pick? The strawberries for £3 or the donuts for 80p? It's a no-brainer. It is ridiculous how expensive good quality food is, and it's also ridiculous how accessible bad quality food is. It's, it's, I don't want to sound like I'm a conspiracy theorist, but... The same company, I know this is the case in America, the same companies that sell food products are also those that are in charge of pharmaceuticals. It's like they want people to be overweight so then they can sell them heartburn tablets. Maybe I'm being a bit extreme, but it, I really was completely shocked and just appalled at the options available. And I think it's such a shame. Now, the solution is pretty hard because everywhere around you is high calorie fast food for much cheaper than unprocessed food so the best thing you can do from a health perspective is to cook your own food from scratch because you can see the exact ingredients in what you are eating that is going to help you the other thing is to focus on getting lean proteins fruit and veg of each meal now i know it's pretty obvious but if you do that you'll be such a massive step ahead compared to most people in the Western world. 
UK, Australia, America, Canada, etc. Um, some of you may know, but I grew up in Singapore and I moved there when I was 10. Um, and when we went there, I remember in the UK there was loads of McDonald's at the time. And we went to Singapore and there was only like three in the country. Um, and they were all in the city centre area. Now, when I go back, there are they're everywhere. And it's not a coincidence, in the last 13 years, since I'm now in England, um, in the last 13 years in Singapore, obesity rates have gone up. I don't think that's a shock to anyone, considering how accessible fast food now is. Same in places like Thailand. We went when I was very young, um, and all served was the beautiful street food, the noodles, the stir-fries, fruits, veg, fish from the ocean, and now you go and there's fast food everywhere. Again, obesity rates are on the rise. So I know it's accessible, I know it tastes nice, I know your friends will be eating it. Um, this may scare some people, but you know when you walk down the street past the bakery and you smell the freshly baked produce? Oftentimes it's not actually, you're not actually smelling the freshly baked goods. What you're smelling is a scent that's put in the air conditioning to be pushed out onto the street to make customers, consumers, go into the shops, which is mental and that's a very scary thought. For me it was anyway. Um, but yeah, if you can cook your own food and make sure you've got a lean protein and a fruit or veg with every single meal, you'll be such a step ahead from the most people um, and you'll be doing wonders for your health. So I hope this uh, podcast helps some people. If it does, uh, please let me know. And if you want me to cover anything in next week's episode, give me a shout and I will get that booked in for you.